Hello there, this is Runa Chai. This is what happened last time. As we traveled on the submersible ship, the Cephalopod, quite terrifying actually, Giovanni continued to talk about the Golden Monkey of Moonma. Druk and I aren't sure of what to make of his stories. Investigated a sunken ship? I don't really remember much, but apparently we fought a gang of turtle delinquents and uh, a baby dragon turtle. Giovanni claims I defeated the said dragon turtle. I, I, I do believe this is another one of his tall tales. Shortly thereafter, we caught sight of land, the pirate city of Sandalwood. From the deck of the cephalopod, you look on to Sandalwood. Sandalwood is a pirate town, rowdy city that's on effectively a sandbar, which means that the ships that surround it don't actually dock to the island. You have to take a smaller boat to get to the shore. It's one of the things that makes it defensible. Because it is halfway between Tandria and Zendalon, it's a place for exiles and outlaws this rough stretch of brothels and taverns that is effectively allowed to be there because it would probably take down any navy that tried to uproot it. As the crew of the cephalopod starts to get some lifeboats together so they can send some people in, some longboats, from the city you see a flying animal of some sort start coming towards the boat and you hear a couple of pirates kind of yell out. But as it comes closer, nobody fires on it or anything like that. And you see that it is a elven woman in metal armor riding a griffin. All right, would you look at that? I, uh, maybe we should hide. This cannot be a good omen. Griffins might eat cats, so you might have a point there. All right, let's go, Jack. Let's hide. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She yells down, permission to come aboard. The captain, who clearly isn't bothered by this flying elf on a griffin, says, permission granted. Elven woman comes down to the deck. The griffin just sort of growls its eagle head, but it has this kind of lion growl to it. And the pirates all sort of stand back, and she dismounts. You can see that on her chest she has a small tabard only goes down to about her belt. On the tabard there is a silver lion. Captain Dagny of the Cephalopod, am I correct? She says, yes, yes. Go on with your pitch. Prove the Cephalopod. You have people of the Church of Aurora. We have been told that you have helped to liberate them from possible slavers. Is that the story? Yep. She gives you a kind of a peculiar look, you know, suddenly realizes there's a satyr among the group. He waves. Your captain has been in communication with us. There's a ship here. The Life Song will head on to Aurora and take our people with them. But you are welcome to join, as there is need of extra forces. An invasion into Tandria has begun. Uh, excuse me, uh, who, who's invading Tandria? Soon we will be. Tandria is entirely occupied by giants. Well, at this point, the forces from the provinces, the Lightfire Consortium, have actually taken Treslot. They're coming from the wood with the help of Edhalon, and the plan will be for the Auroran forces to meet them in the middle in Tendria, and we'd welcome any extra troops. Well, that all sounds fine, but you know what? I already have a ship myself. We're going to go out east to uh, Golorod. we got some important business to do there. Yes, yes. Uh, what he said. Good luck with your war and all that. 
one of the pirates next to you starts to say, oh, yeah, and I think we might. And she goes, I don't need to know everyone's itinerary. Thank you. <laughs> Just as she's saying that, one of the pirates that you have noted is a little bit of a thief and a pickpocket actually tries to steal from the saddlebag of the griffin behind her. And it sort of turns and makes a little bit of noise. And she whips around and just cracks him across the face and breaks his jaw. And everybody kind of goes to their weapon and then sees who it was whose jaw was broken. And they all just sort of shrug and let it go. All right. Well, I appreciate the lifeboat. Um, I suppose, guys, let's get to the city. Uh, uh, oh, you're speaking to me? Yes. Yeah, you don't yes. have to swim this time. Oh, thank goodness. As she goes to get back on her griffin, she says, Mind your people, Dagny. And she puts her hand out towards the guy whose jaw was broken. It sort of cracks back into place, and he kind of smiles. He's missing a tooth, but you're not sure who's already gone. Hey, drunk, should we push him in anyways? I don't know that he would appreciate that. Giovanni's going to try to push Runar in. Ooh, roll the 15. You ass. Dang it. <laughs> what? What is this tomfoolery? You said we didn't have to go swimming. I know, I just want to have some fun. That's fun? Let me uh, ask you something. What is your least favorite liquid? Uh, poison. In, Any uh, type of poison, really, because that stuff's pretty bad, you know? Hey, you have a very good point. How about I push you in a vat of poison, though? Poison water? I mean, come on, really. Apples to oranges here. Well, no, I don't appreciate being pushed in the water at all. I find it quite detestable, and you're... It's just a joke. you got to get used to it sometime. And he starts climbing down to get to the lifeboat. Come on, let's go, let's go. I'll climb down as well. Renar looks at Giovanni like he wants to like kick him off the side of the ship. <laughs> I can swim, it won't matter. <laughs> and then just kind of sighs deeply and climbs down. Come on, let's go get the sea phoenix. He just stares at you. He's very annoyed with his yellow cat eyes at this point. Think of this, Runar. Golorod is right around the corner. I admit that my geography of the Placid Sea is somewhat fuzzy, but I'm pretty sure that this is considered the center of the Placidus, and Golarod is not. So, right around the corner is a bit of a hyperbole. Look, I am one of the best sailors you'll ever meet, and the Sea Phoenix is fast. Uh, fast? Well, it'll make for a shorter journey. It doesn't make the journey a shorter distance. Well, I suppose I'm just used to living life on the sea, so two weeks, four weeks, it doesn't feel like much to me. At this point, it feels like an eternity. I need to get back to my wife. All that matters. Although I am excited to go shopping a little bit, and he holds up the copper coin, and he turns it into a platinum piece. And then he winks at you. Drock, you guys are halfway to the shore when you realize how crowded it is on this boat. You realize that you never were told to get on the boat, and you look around at the other pirates, and they're all just (laughs) shooting daggers at these two while they're having this conversation. (laughs) So you get to the shore... There are lots and lots of people on this island. Sandy beaches, lots of jungles behind the town. Pretty good mix of different races. And in fact, there is a fairly large hobgoblin population because Zendalon is largely hobgoblins. And this is kind of a neutral territory where people are, you know, outlaws. They're not really affiliated with the empires or the kingdoms. So you just see several hobgoblins walking around. Most of them are pirate types. Hobgoblins are harsh-looking with tight, sometimes shriveled skin with widely varied noses. So some have large and bulbous noses, some have sharp and pointed noses, and others, the nose is basically absent, typically looking like two slitted nostrils, giving them this sort of skull-like appearance. They share the pointed ears of their goblin cousins, although the ears themselves are shorter and point upwards rather than out. Their skin tones are typically blacks, browns, greens, or reds. 
as Giovanni's walking by some hobgoblins, he'll say, Hey, hobgobbies, how you doing? And he slaps him on the back. The one that you slap turns to you and tries to intimidate you. He just gives you this dirty look. He's got a black mouth and a black tongue, and he puts his tongue out, and it looks kind of comical to you. Oh, you guys are ridiculous. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. Um, uh, the black tongue, is it an environmental cause? Is that uh, you know a trait of your race? Is, does everybody have black tongues? Or is it more just like you're, you're just your family? Boy, you're getting kind of personal here, aren't you? Gee. Well, I, be, I, I am an anthropologist and, the, you know, an archaeologist. Ar, ar, you know, just, ah. <laughs> Not a wordsmith. Not a wordsmith. No. He looks at his friend and they both look back at you. And you realize the other guy has kind of black lips. He hasn't opened his mouth. But he goes, never heard of a black tongue. He takes his dagger out. He lines it across his tongue. He just licks it with his tongue. And there's black stuff on his dagger. Go ahead and roll your history. I got 19. 7. Runar, you're a little bit weirded out by that. Giovanni, you remember there's different clans among the hobgoblins. One of them are called the black tongue. Runar, this is the Black Tongue Clan. They like to uh, stick their tongue out and try to intimidate people. Uh, did They've, the dagger turn black after he licked it? Let, they they kind of push off from you and, and move down the beach. Let's just go. Just, just leave the hobgobbies alone. You're the one that started the conversation with him. Well, you know, I love this town, really. Oh. He sees another group of hobgoblins, and he says, Hey, hobgobbies, and he, like, kicks them in the butt. <laughs> nice seeing you again. Well, kind of. You're just as handsome as last time I saw you. Make a charisma check. Seven. <laughs> Get away from me. He shoves you over. Ah, jeez. Guys, I'm t- just saying hi. And he gets up and keeps walking. You walk by a couple of different shops that are built up here. There's a couple of different brothels. There's a Fletcher shop. There's a big tent set up that has a sign out front that says the Broken Wing. And in front of that tent, there's actually a verminous Verminous are rat people that often live along the shores. Ooh, do they have lots of trinkets? Sometimes, yeah. Nice. I might go stop in here. By the way, why would you want a broken wing? Who's selling broken wings? That can't be a very good business. I just, I have, I have a question. Um, where is your ship? Oh yeah, my ship. <laughs> I got so excited about the rat people stuff. I mean, we we can buy trinkets, but shouldn't we make your be making sure your you know your ship is yes. here? Do you just leave it here, nobody to watch it? It is on hold for me. So yeah, let's go to the Sea Phoenix. Let's go. Okay. Did I tell you it has fire cannons on it? I, I think I overheard that. Yes. Guess what the figurehead is? A phoenix. Yeah, it is. It's a phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> there are docks where you basically get a boat to ride out to the ships. Oh, I can't wait. It's been so long. It's great. That's one of the best ships you'll ever see. Um, can we see it from here, per, you know, perchance? I mean, there's uh, a few ships out there. Um, let me look. Let me look. Um, I know it's out there. I know it's out there. There's a lot of ships right now. So, did you have to pay a docking fee in your absence? Were you well, let's to... see. I did a favor for somebody, and they gave me the ship is how it went. So, he pays for the dock here. So, he's paying for you to have a ship here. Well, yeah, yeah. I found him the love of his life. People will pay anything for love. The dockmaster is this little old man, and he says, Sea Phoenix? Yes, the Sea Phoenix. Delibus Fumblemore left it here for me. You see, I did him a favor, Runa. What happened is he really loved this lady named JK, right? And JK happened to be Mary. So all I did was I suckered that husband and got him her room somewhere, and JK was free, and then Fumblemore married her. So was JK's husband happened to be named Kevin by chance? Uh, no, I think it was like Rowling or something. I don't know. 
But this Fumlemore wizard, he was an old man wizard. I mean, he was ridiculous. He could never get a woman to save his life. I did him a favor, got rid of the lady's husband. Boom, got a ship. This sounds rather dubious. Inside check, 17. Seems to believe what he's saying. The old man says, somebody else just went out to the Sea Phoenix not long ago. They paid for a ferry over. Oh, okay. Well, maybe Dalvis is right there uh, shining it up for me. It's out there in that grouping. It's somewhere out there. All right, let's go take a look. The big pack of ships all kind of piled up. You know, out of all the people who touched my ship, I wouldn't want Fumblemore to do it. That guy just tumbled and stumbled his way through everything. Hmm. And he was a wizard, too. Kind of a dangerous one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he was kind of a nincompoop. I, I used to be a wizard. I, You do know that, right? Yeah. Did you need me to hook you up with a new wife? You need a new wife? I can find you one. No. Like, look at these ladies over here. I bet one of those would marry you, maybe. Hobgoblin lady smiles at you from afar. Hello. Ooh, don't don't marry <laughs> that one. She doesn't have a nose. Yeah, you at least want probably a nose, I'd think. Listen, I'm just going to get back to the love of my life, and in my eye, which is, in my case, the definition of beauty is her. You know what is your wife's name? I don't know if you've ever told us. I'm not sure I'm going to tell you. You'd use it against me somehow. Well, if I ever find a ship for you, maybe we'll name it after your wife. We'll talk about it when that moment comes. Cost you gold for the ferry out. Boom, done. This old man takes the oars and starts bringing you out, and you're thinking he's never going to get us there. <laughs> and you just watch him work his way through the oars. Hey, Truck, uh, <clears throat> where are you from? I mean, typically the elves, aren't they from Edelhan? Many of the elves are from Edelhan. I'm from a uh, smaller country north of the Great Wood. You know, Druk, I always thought you were a pirate for some reason, and I didn't really pay attention until Dagny was, like, calling us out. I, I totally <laughs> thought you were a pirate. <laughs> Had to be the face makeup. I don't know. Yes, I, I'm not familiar with that particular tribal. Is that a tribal marking, or is it just a personal preference? It's mostly tribal. Oh, like I, a don't mess with me marking? Effectively. Mm, maybe I should do that. You definitely have mess with me markings. Anyway, <laughs> I, are, are you not concerned about the war that's breaking out there? No, my people won't probably engage in any of this nonsense. Oh, oh, okay. You get up into the grouping of ships. One of them is lined with metal plates and has some sort of weird contraption on the back. Oh, that's a gnomish ship right there, I bet. Again, this old man just takes his time, but he's getting you there. Doesn't seem to get winded. So you come around the ship and he goes, uh-oh. And in the water, there's a ship that has partially sunk. The front of it is sticking out of the water, and the figurehead has a pretty clear phoenix, this bird with some faded red paint that was once on it, and it's got a little dagger stuck to the face of the phoenix that's holding a little note to it. Ugh. Giovanni's shoulders just shrug. I'll hop out of the uh, boat and run over and grab the note and bring it back. Let me guess. It's a note from Rawling. All right, what's it say? Let me read it. Dear Goat Brains, you take me from my love, I take you from yours. Oh, darn it, I think he survived. Weird, you said marooned, not killed. Well, I mean, I don't want to kill people, but we marooned that sucker way far away. Hmm. We were also marooned. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know, but... Ah, darn it. He's looking down in the water. Ah, it looks like they took the cannons, too. Hmm. Yeah, and it's pretty much unsalvageable. Well? Um, um, hmm. Did you say your name was Quimby? Yeah. Do you know what the coin rate is to charter a boat from here to Colorado or Portmanteau? 
Uh, if you go into one of the taverns, there'll be boards for such things. If there's any of these ships going those directions. Also, does our gold piece include ferry back? Of course. I guess we're not going to stay out here long. Giovanni's just all sad looking, just kind of frozen looking at the sunken sea phoenix. I think it's safe for you to return. Starts this slow, doggedly rowing back. All right, Jack. Do you want to go to the Portmanteau Galarad area with me? That sounds like a good idea. We can charter a ship or book passage. Yeah. I imagine something's heading that direction. That would be nice. Be a passenger on a ship instead of whatever we were on the last ship and a stowaway on the other ships. Yeah, I was a passenger on the other ship as well. It's a lot better than being a stowaway. Giovanni's looking all super sad. And then he decides to get into his vest and get the wand out and he just points it at himself and starts crying. (laughs) (laughs) And then he puts it back in his vest. (laughs) Do you think he actually had to really do that? Or he's just using it as an excuse to cry? I think he's rather distraught about this uh, sea phoenix. I mean, I understand being distraught about the loss of property, especially unexpected. And like ships are, I understand, quite expensive. You know, it'd be like buying a house and coming home and finding it burnt to the ground. I just, I feel like he's distraught <laughs> enough without making himself more distraught. Oh, leave me be. Leave me be. You said you had how many ships? Nine? Oh, no. Well, I've got six now. Six? Yes, this was number seven. Well, just, just out of curiosity, where's the nearest ship from here? Well, I've got the Sea Titan and Golarod, so if we go to Golarod, I've got that waiting for me. <laughs> we should go to Golarod and see the Sea Titan. Oh, you know, I do have one in Portmanteau as well. Oh, excellent. I, I just Something just, I thought, came bouncing through my head. What makes you think that he's done with this ship? Uh, say that again? I mean, somebody sank your ship, right? Yes. Why'd you have to remind me? <laughs> well, <laughs> My sea phoenix is gone. <laughs> Hey, you know what, though? Maybe it'll rise back up. Uh, It'll rise from the ashes, not the sea. (laughs) Uh, Sorry to cause you distress, but I think you might want to focus on other distress. What's the stop? Stop him from sinking whatever ship is in Portmanteau and... (sighs) Well, gosh, you wouldn't think he'd know about all my ships, but I don't know. I do love that ship in Portmanteau, though. It's called the Perennial of Soul. I call it the P.O.S., I love that POS. <laughs> I hope that doesn't get sunk either. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe we should make all haste that we can to Portmanteau, because who knows? I feel like something just is telling me that you have the ship just sitting there in a dock unguarded. Well, I always make sure that somebody's watching. They were super effective. Yeah, well, not here. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that happens. I mean, this is one big pirate city. Plus, you take somebody away from their wife, sometimes they get mad. Things like this happen. You said it, buddy. Somebody just walking by. (laughs) Sorry about that, buddy. Sorry about that. He knew. (laughs) How did you get the ship in Portmanteau? I won it in a card game. And nobody was bitter whatsoever about the card game. People are always bitter when they lose to cards, especially when they lose a ship, but it's not my fault that people are dumb enough to lose. I'm a very good card player. What's to stop them from stealing it back? Nobody's going to get my POS. No way. We might as well just go to Portmanteau and get your POS. <laughs> there you go. See? I think Runa's just jealous because he doesn't have a POS. He has to envy mine. I have a beautiful life. I have no need of envy. They said taverns. I, there should be a tavern maybe near here. Uh, Runa walks around for a tavern. Let's walk ten steps that way and we'll run into one. 
I definitely need a drink I for the Sea Phoenix. Walk ten steps in the direction he says. Is there a tavern? There is. It's called the Happy Dagger. I need some happiness right now. The Happy Dagger? Yep. It's got a picture of somebody being stabbed, and the person that's being stabbed is smiling. So Giovanni walks into the Happy Dagger, and he says, I'm back, everyone. Drinks on me tonight. And then he turns to Runar and Druck, and he says, you get them drunk, you get them excited, they'll pay your way the rest of the night and more. And then he whips out his lute and starts playing and singing. Roll a persuasion check. You know what? Roll with advantage, though, because you just offered to buy them drinks. Good call. 17. Lots of people are like, hey, all right, yeah! And they start immediately ordering. All right. He starts playing a song, and he's going to plop himself right on a table in the middle of the tavern and just start playing, and he's going to take out <laughs> the platinum piece and throw it up to the bartender. The fake platinum piece? No, the real one. Oh, okay. Bartender grabs it. <sighs> Bartender's got just an older gentleman, kind of balding on top and cleaning out a glass in very stereotypical form. Nice. Giovanni's going to be singing about how the cat defeated a crocodile. That's the most preposterous thing I've heard today. Meow. And he keeps pointing his finger and pointing his head towards Runar when he starts to get to the points in the song about the cat. Roll performance. 16. Yeah, 16 is good. Yeah, people are into it. And people are especially excited because they're growing up and getting some ales on you. This is not a premium place, so ale's not too expensive, so that platinum will buy a lot of them. Nice. I go to the barkeep. Uh, excuse me, um, could you stop cleaning the glass that probably is already clean? Uh, could you uh, tell me, um, I have some queries, and I was hoping you could answer. You have some what? Questions. Oh, okay. Do you have, like, a job board for people to do, like, shipping? Yeah, over, over there. There's, see that over on the wall? There's a bunch of paper. I look where he's pointing. Do I see what he's talking about? <laughs> you do. I uh, gracefully, like a cat, scurry my way underneath everybody's feet. Hopefully somebody trips. And ah! get over there without being stepped on. And I look for somebody that is going to Portmanteau or Galarad or perhaps both with a layover in Portmanteau. So you kind of sift through. Some of them are overlapping each other because it's not that big a board. Most of them have to do with ships going places and looking for passengers so that they can make a little honest money along the way. There is a ship called the Hydra that is going to Talalan, which is a Zendalani hobgoblin city up northeast. There's a posting for the Life Song, which you heard about already, which is going to Aurora. There's a ship called the Rabid Dog, which is going to Anaris, which is another pirate city on the Tandrian coast north of Aurora. And then you do find a ship called the Ironside, and it is on its way to Portmanteau. You do not see one to Galarad. I pull down the listing for Ironsides. You know, like when people rip the page out of the phone book. All right. Now I just need somebody with some keen investigative skills. That Druck has those. I go track down Druck. Oh, Druck. I think I found our, our ride right here. We just need to find... Uh, oh, I, who's the name of the, the contact? It says the captain named Karana. Uh, we just need to find Captain Karana. That should be easy enough. Does it say when it's leaving? That's a great question. Does it say when it's leaving? <laughs> it says three days from now. It's been up a little bit longer, probably, but it's listed as three days from today that it will ship off. We got roughly three days. Uh, I think we should track them down tonight and see what we need to do to book passage. Does it say anything about costs, sir? Does it say anything about costs? <laughs> <laughs> it does not. It so, says inquire. 
So we need to inquire about the cost so that we know uh, if we need to earn extra, extra money, I suppose. If I don't know. Perhaps somebody will like a dancing cat. Does it say where to... <laughs> it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Captain Karana? Yep. Okay. It's not um, that big a place. She uh, must figure that you'll find her. I'll uh, head up to the uh, bartender and see if he happens to notice Captain Karana. Thoroughly rubbing his cloth into his glass. Might be the same glass. Probably the same glass. Probably the same glass. Uh, Karana, what's it worth to you? My uh, bard friend just paid for a round of drinks for the house, so... Really, persuasion? Persuasion. All right. Uh, seven. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a teen on that? So, what have you given to us for the cause? I'll pull out three gold. Fair enough. She's either at the Broken Wing, which is that big tent over there, or the Doxy. What is the Doxy? Doxy's a, the good brothel. <laughs> that kind of Doxy. Good to know that there's a good and bad brothel. Well, I didn't say the other one bad, just better. Ah, Looks like Giovanni's busy entertaining the masses. I'll grab Brunar and see if we can't make our way over to the broken wing. So, I'm a little confused. Like, why would this uh, this establishment just be a tent? Like, why wouldn't they make a hearthstand building? Don't know that there's enough raw materials on this well, chunk of land. Uh, there's a whole ship out there they could utilize. Hey, how are the people reacting to Runar in this bar? Because I've been singing about him and pointing him out. They like your singing. Okay. They don't seem to equate a fighting cat beating a crocodile with that dude. Okay. Okay. You haven't seen anybody really make the connection yet. All right. You have, however, collected about five gold worth of small coin. Nice. When that song gets over, he's going to switch to a song of a cat beating up a baby turtle dragon. <laughs> Somebody's had a little too much wine. Oh, the baby. That poor baby. <laughs> uh, don't worry. The baby dragon was a jerk. <laughs> It tried to cook us. His name was Tacklesmith. Don't forget it. <laughs> I'm gonna roll perception and see if I notice these two leave. Ooh, no, I do not. All right, just playing along, getting all excited about your song. Yeah, you lost your prop though, because you were pointing to him a little bit, and he's out of sight. Yeah, but you know, Giovanni's been taking in a lot of drink, so he's starting to not really notice a lot of his surroundings after a little bit. So we get to the broken wing, Drak and I. Yeah, the Broken Wing is this big tent-looking thing. When you walk in, you can see that there's some sort of mechanisms that are all around. It's almost like you're in the belly of a whale, right? Like It's all these bent poles that hold this thing up, and so it's almost like a bunch of ribs or something with canvas above. This is a casino. They're playing dice. They're playing cards. There are people betting on rats that they're racing. There's all kinds of little goofy stuff happening in here. Lots of people. So this is a hopping place. Runar gets real excited and does the really fast tapping on Druck's shoulder. Ooh, look, look, rat, rat racing, rat racing, rat racing. And then doesn't even really check to see if Druck follows and just goes straight to the rat racing table. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a solo mission. And, uh, is there a bar? Or? Yes, there's a bar kind of set up in the center, like circular. Okay. I'll uh, saddle up to the bar. All right. There's a dwarven woman working back there. Got her hair up in a high bun. What can I do you for? Mug of whatever is cold and information on a captain that's booking passage to Portmanteau. Got a name for that captain? Captain Karana. Ah, oh, Karana. Ah, uh, she... Oh, no, wait. Kind of looks over and she's not at the table that she thought she was at. Come on. Yeah, yes, she yeah. was here earlier. I, I suppose she could hang out. 
could you kind of describe her to me so I can... Well, she's a gnome. She's got kind of blonde hair and wears an eye patch, if I remember. Something weird about one eye. All right, I'll sit at the uh, bar and kind of keep an eye out for her. All right, roll your willpower over there, Catman. Willpower? <laughs> Wisdom, you mean? Hey! I don't know. That's ten. Okay, you're not sure if you really want to eat it, but you really badly want to pick up one of those rats. Ooh, ooh. Hey, excuse me. Uh, uh, who is the uh, rat master? Hey, what are you doing? I, I, can I pet? I just want to. I want to pet. Don't touch the rats. So this high orc is in your way, but the person that's actually running the game is this young female elf, and she kind of steps up behind him, pops her head up next to his shoulder. She says, "So if you like the bet, it's a minimum of ten gold. If you win, you double your money. Yes. If you get second place, you get your wager back. If you don't, we keep your money." Uh. I... Oh, this looks so much fun. Maybe I can get Jack to bet on it. I'll be there's back. Only, I should say, there's only three rats in each race. Odds aren't that bad. I will be back. Put me down for Ted. I go look for Jack. You see him at the bar. He's having a drink. But when you first see him, he's grimacing a little bit because he takes a drink of the terrible ale that he served. Oh, what, what, kind of, uh, what kind of ale did you get there? Is the bartender standing anywhere near? As soon as he asks, the bartender just like goes to the other side of the bar. <laughs> Uh, an interesting lager that I believe was fermented here. <laughs> <laughs> Again, she's avoiding you, cleaning a glass. <laughs> so the rat races, um, they're, they're quite exciting. There's three rats, and then you can pay ten gold. If you win, you double your money. If you get second place, you get your bet back. And if you lose, well, well, I mean, you lose your money. I mean, it's... Done the luck. I think it would be exciting. I think we should do it. Hmm. Do I see the captain around anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Okay. So, I take your silence as a no. Hmm. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, I was telling you about the rat race. You know, oh, that not... sounds incredibly boring. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry, you don't... Do you need money to go bet on a rat race? I do not have enough, that is correct. I, uh, I was attempting to do it through proxy by having you do the bet. Oh, interesting, interesting. Here, uh, take 20 gold and see if you can't double that for me, okay? Okay. I will go back to the rat races and I will say that I'm placing a bet and I want to thoroughly inspect the rats. All right, roll your perception. I got a 24. They have their names written on little placards. One of them is called Punch Drunk, another one's called Near Death, and the other one is called Slipshod. You actually think that Near Death seems the healthiest. You're almost wondering if they're trying to psych people out a little bit. All right, all right. Here we go. I do believe I would like to place a bet on Near Death. Near Death it is. The race will begin in soon. All right. She goes around and takes bets. People are all talking, you know, discussing whether or not they're healthier, if they're actually weighing one of them down. Somebody actually next to you is like, I think they fed that thing something. They're trying to slow it down. And they all have their theories. All right, are we ready? Woo-hoo. They have this little placard in front of them on this track. As soon as it comes up, the rats have been trained, and they all start scurrying through the lane. So it goes in a few different directions, and there's cheese at the end of it, apparently. You watch these things go through, and they all sort of turn around and go the wrong direction for a second, and you're getting stressed as yours gets ahead. Near Death is leading the pack, and then Slipshod comes from behind. Punch Drunk moves in, and before we know it, it's pretty neck and neck. They're all sort of climbing over each other. And just at the end, they all turn around, and Slipshot bites Near Death and slows him down. Punch Drunk runs through at a nose, but near death gets second. So you don't lose your money. People are all screaming and cheering. That was cheating. I demand 
to eat subtract. <laughs> he cheated. He deserves death. He, I'm sorry. What? what? You should kill Slipshot. He was a cheater. The elven girl picks him up and holds her to her chest, and like you're talking about her baby. I think you should go. I'm sorry. I just I got a little excited. He cheated. He bit near death, and he, near death didn't get first place. And I just a little cheated. I just still go right. <laughs> <laughs> the high orc is looking at you like, all right, head out. <laughs> I come back. I give the twenty gold back to Druck. He comes back all crestfallen. Are we rich? No. You didn't lose any money. Um, I, I, I did manage to get kicked out. Of the table or the bar itself? The, the table. I may have threatened to eat a rat. You mentioned eating a rat? Yes. <laughs> There's all sorts of good food here. I think it was the cat coming out. I just I'm so mad this rat cheated. I just wanted to eat it. I don't know that rats have the ability to cheat. Well, it bit the other rat and slowed it down. The rat that I had bit on was the one that got bit, and I was mad at the rat that bit him. Just... We should probably figure out this curse thing, because I really don't recommend eating rat. <sighs> I am apparently now the guardian of, or something, of some sort of cat god, and I am slowly turning into a, a cat. And I have these cat tendencies. I do cat things, like apparently eat rats. There's a cat god? I didn't quite understand the text, but there was some sort of thing that was being worshipped. And if you're a guardian of it, you get turned into a cat. And the thing that was worshipped was some sort of cat. So I, I, I was assuming it was a cat god, but I could have been wrong. Yeah, we should probably get that taken care of. <clears throat> especially if we're getting you home to your wife. Jack, roll your perception. Perception. That was a that one. Which brings it up to a five. <laughs> <laughs> was it really that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <sighs> How do you feel about cultists? Like angry cultists that may want to sacrifice you to the cat god? You have angry cultists that want to sacrifice me to an angry cat god? Well, maybe not you. Okay. Per se, definitively me. And possibly you by proxy. I don't know if they sacrifice normal people to the cat god. I am against any cultist sacrificing anybody to any deity, so if they try to kill me, I'm going to try and kill them first. I think we should try and get a hold of Captain Karana and get ourselves a boat to Port Mantel. I normally wouldn't encourage going to a brothel, but they did mention a brothel might be where she's at. We can try that. Ask the bartender if she knows where Doxies is. Bartender says, oh, ready for the next stage of your night, eh? Uh, uh, no, no. Do not start that rumor. We are simply looking for Karana, and we heard that she might be there. Yeah, Doxies is down the beach. Head that way. You'll <sighs> find it. Head on the way out to see if we can find Doxies. As you go to exit, there's a handful of hobgoblins that are arguing about he something. Bad. It sleeve. looks like it's about ready to start into a fight. Seems like a good time to leave. Yeah, try and hustle past as quickly and quietly as possible. So you pass by a few different shacks along the way. There's a place called Cutler's that deals with, it looks like, blades. There's a tattoo shop called Skinware. You go by a pawnbroker's shop that's called Uncle's. And apparently the other brothel, which is called the Pimp and the Pander. The Doxy looks to be a pretty established building. It's kind of got stucco on it. It's painted a blue color and has fancy woodwork for this place. Kind of saloon doors. 
Oh, look, they, they're quite fancy. They have a real building. Well, I suppose we should probably head in and see if we can't find Karana. Step in and there's music playing in the background, but you don't see any instruments. There are a few people sitting around on couches. Men that are sitting with ladies of the evening and a couple of ladies who are sitting with men of the evening. And a large, busty, high orc woman. Hello there, boys. Welcome to the f***ing doxy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're trying to find uh, Captain Karana. Always looking to help some s***s like you. Well, do you know Captain Karana? Well, I know that little piece of crap. Have you seen her recently? <laughs> I think I probably have. What's it worth to you? Um, um, could, could, language, young lady? <laughs> That's nice of you to think of me as a lady. Swell fucking idiot you got over here. <laughs> Runar, she's no fucking lady. <laughs> She's horribly nice. She just has a mouth on her. Uh, slipper ten gold. Oh, thank you kindly. And what's your pleasure tonight? She kind of looks around the room. That's... Captain Carvana is our pleasure. Carvana? I'm looking for Captain Carana. Oh, right, right. You said that already. Oh, Carana. That's what I meant to say. She might be here. I think I'm starting to sound like Giovanni saying all these dumb little things. I will hand her another ten gold. No, I mean, really, she might be here. I don't need your f***ing <laughs> gold. <laughs> I'll take my gold back. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you already gave me 30 gold. What the, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not a robber here. Well, it was, it was 10. I didn't give you 30, I gave you 10, because... Oh, wait, no, give me that back then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've established we've given you 20 gold. Is that enough to, for us to get Captain Karana's? Karana. You're Karana's the one looking for location. <laughs> what does she look like? Ah, she's the one with that up eye. <laughs> that would be my understanding as well. Is there any chance he might be able to summon her for us, or did she at least show up tonight? Yeah, she's here somewhere. This is a very nice structure for this island. I I'm think. impressed. I'm impressed. You know, I, if I could just get a room to myself, I think I would rather stay here than whatever gutter we end up in rooms, but to yourself? Yes, I'm happily married, and I would like to stay faithful to my wife. You literally see all of that trying to process through her brain. She's trying (laughs) to understand what you said. I am married, which is a legal commitment. I'm happy about this legal commitment, and I would like to continue this legal commitment. I was with you until you said legal commitment. Yes. You know where you are, right? Sandalwood? Nothing legal about it. I'm from the Silesium. Never heard of it. Not overly surprised. Uh, what you need to know, though, is they have laws, and I chose to make a legal and moral commitment to be faithful to this woman that I whom love. She kind of looks over at Druck. I'm not going to be able to help you out on this, man. <laughs> they all seem like lovely ladies. I'm just currently looking for passage to Portmanteau. Daisy, go up and see if Karana is engaged. And this woman runs upstairs and presumably goes to one of the rooms. There's actually two floors to this building, which is not common. She comes over to the edge. She says, should be right down. Excellent. I'll grab a uh, couch or futon or chair sure. or whatever is comfortable. Get you brandy. Aquavite. That's not what they were serving at the uh, Happy Dagger, is it? No. 
Okay, yeah, I'd love some. They give you a little goblet of a very strong-smelling wine, and it has a good burn to it. It's good. I don't think you really need to explain your marriage situation to these people. No, I feel <laughs> just, like it's doubly important to just, explain it to them here, because they don't have the concept of it. Just as, you, just as you say that, too, some lady comes over and starts putting her hand on Runar's shoulders see, all... See? See? <laughs> as he tries to bat it away. <laughs> just say, no, thank you. I am here on business only. There's no pleasure to be had. It's not that the pleasure can't be had here. It's just, I, I it's, not, it's not for me. So no, thank you. Cringes. One of the guys is like, kind of looks at you, like points at himself. <coughs> hmm? 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 Uh, uh, yourself. So this gnome comes barreling down the stairs, kind of bouncing almost. What's happening down here? She does have an eye patch and it has a big gem in the center of it. Are you Captain Karana? I... Oh, yes. That means yes. We are looking to book passage on your ship to Portmanteau. Oh, and you sought me out in the docks, you did you? We're, we're anxious. We're anxious. Yes, that's the word. Well, we're leaving in three days. What skills you got? S- skills? I- yeah, how can you help the crew? It'll make a difference on the pay. Uh, do you have any skills, Drak? I am a hard worker, so I'd be so, happy to swap decks and do whatever I need to earn passage. Unskilled labor, okay. Yep. I am... Unskilled labor? I, yes. All right, I, just the two of you? I, no, there's there's a there's a goat. You have a goat. You have livestock that you're bringing. No, he's a satyr. Oh, I've seen satyrs. He thinks he's the son of the, the sea god. Uh, apparently, he's okay at sailing if you can get him to work. So lazy, but skilled. <laughs> she turns to drag. He's not much of a salesman, is he? No, he is not. But our satyr friend can play the lute and is full of stories. Oh, yeah. He, he is certainly full of stories. 30 gold apiece. Is that good? That is the price to get to Portmanteau. Whispering to Drag. Hey, uh, um, can we barter that, do you think? I think uh, she figured that in when she was announcing the price at 30 gold. Crap. I feel like we just negotiated. I'm going to go back upstairs. Just real quick, here is 90 gold. Oh. We will see you in three days' time. Where will we see you in three days? Meeting Quimby's dock. Oh, we know that. Dawn. Oh, you're the ship of the Ironsides. It's called the Ironside. Oh, you went very literal. Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Back at the Happy Dagger. Giovanni, you're finishing a song about a cat and something else that you made up. Like at this point, you're just riffing. And you think you hear somebody in the background, you've had a couple of drinks at this point, say, Moon Ma. And it just perks your ears up. And you turn around and there's no one there. Hmm. He turns over to the drunk hobgoblin right next to him. He says, hey, hobgobs, did you just hear that? Did you hear Moon Ma? Moon Ma. Yeah. Did you hear it? Ah, that's, yeah, it's, it's hobgoblin. It's hobgoblin? Yeah. Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, it means moon, moon, but. Moon mutt? Moon mutt. Oh, well, now we know. Wait, wait. Why wouldn't it mean moon monkey? I don't know. Why would you say moon mud? I don't know. Hey, uh, why don't you get me another drink? And wait. then he kicks him in the butt. <laughs> Roy persuasion. With disadvantage. <laughs> I'm going to use a luck point. 16. He turns almost like he's ready to attack you. You just kind of look up at him and smile. And he's like, okay, what are you drinking? <laughs> Anything. I just lost a ship today. You lost a ship? Yes. 
How'd you lose your ship? Well, long story short is I took a lady's husband, got rid of him, and got a ship out of it, and then the husband came back and got rid of my ship. What a jerk. I know, what a jerk, right? Why would you get rid of a ship? That's so rude. Right. Did him a favor. Who needs a wife? I'll be back. Giovanni turns to the hobgoblin right next to him, and he says, You know, I, I do respect somebody that stays with one person forever, though. You know what I mean? I, um, uh, yeah. Let me get that drink for you. Oh, you're getting me a drink, too? Sweet. Two drinks! <laughs> All right, everybody, I want to sing a song about a floppy shark. Yay! Look at each other like, what's this going to be? <laughs> After that song, he says, All right, everybody, I want to sing a song about a floppy turtle. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same song. Just switch the word to turtle. Yep. <laughs> Can I roll performance? <laughs> sure. Hey, all right. 24. <laughs> <laughs> They're all singing, floppy turtle. Are you guys going back to the happy dagger when you get done? I think so. Right, perfect. So you walk in, and the whole bar is singing. <laughs> it's a floppy turtle. It's a floppy turtle. It's a floppy turtle. It's a floppy turtle. Oh, Runa, drug! Hey, floppy turtle is a hit. <laughs> the funny thing is, is floppy shark wasn't very much of a hit. These idiots think floppy turtle's funny, and floppy shark not funny. <laughs> Turtles are the worst. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> He's looking at Druck and Runar shaking his head like I don't know what they're talking about. Runar's just staring their mouth slightly agape, just like looking around the room like, what did I just walk into? You guys see Giovanni is wobbling quite a bit. Perhaps we should find him a room before he drinks too much, which, I mean, really drinks too much, not just kind of drinks too much, if you know what I mean. Like, now he's just going to have a hangover tomorrow. Like, you know, if he keeps going, he might be like, why don't we heal? Well, we have a few days left and... Right, but I just don't want to deal with him if he's violently ill tomorrow. We can leave him on the beach. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe that's where his story came from. He just got really drunk, blacked out, and woke up. That is sounding more and more like the actual truth. <laughs> I, oh, it makes so much sense. Now Giovanni breaks into a song called The Elf That Has Nine Lives, and he starts singing about Druck <laughs> getting killed in every battle. <laughs> After he misses with his bow like eight times in a row, every battle. <laughs> and then now uh, Giovanni always saves him in the end. <laughs> right seems, before me. That seems largely true. Oh, net 20, baby! Oh 25! 25! <laughs> so with a net 20, Druck begrudgingly finds himself tapping his foot. <laughs> Hey, how are my tips going? Did I get any more than that five gold by chance? You know, with an at 20, yes. Uh, three extra gold worth of small stuff. All right. At this point, the whole bar is just going crazy. There's a bunch of hobgoblins. Seems that they're not actually real big fans of elves. And so oh. there's something funny to them about a, an elf being beat up and stuff. And Druck actually gets a few punches on the arm. Sort of drunken camaraderie. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Like it's at your expense. Giovanni lays heavily into it. He keeps working for those tips. <laughs> and the cheers. So, Drak, listening to this song, I he's got a point. Maybe we should go to the Fletchers. Well, I'll keep my arm from getting punched, so, yeah, we can take a look. All right. Going to the Fletchers. Did <laughs> you take Giovanni with you? No. <laughs> I can leave him there singing. All right, see if I notice him leave. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. It wasn't a nat one. Off it was close. very close. All right, step into a place above the entryway. There's a wooden sign that says Tail Feather Fletcher. There's a dwarven woman in there, and she greets you as you enter. There are lots of bins full of different types of feathers, different colors. There are some crossbows and bows and lots and lots of arrows. Welcome to Tail Feather Fletcher's. I see a bowman. Yeah. Well, be interested in 
what you have for sale, if you wouldn't mind showing me some of these. Well, I've got very good weaponry here. I've, I mean, the bow you have seems to be very nice, and so I don't know that I've necessarily got an upgrade for you there, but I do have a good amount of arrows that uh, you might be interested in. Such as? I've got these finely crafted blue tails, ten gold pieces each. You know, they're enchanted. It's a little extra damage there. I also have some fire arrows, these red-tailed guys here. And then I've got a good handful of walloping ammunition, which is always fun for a laugh as well. Ooh, I knew, uh, knew an archer that used those. Oh, what color did he wear? Was it was it green? Or was it maybe yellow? Yes, yeah, yellow. We call them yellow arrow or something. Anyway, oh, these are fun. You should buy those. You should buy those. So the blue tails are plus one arrows. Ten gold apiece for each arrow. Alright. Fire arrows are the same price. They're just arrows that will do an extra D6 fire damage. And then the walloping ammunition is actually a little bit cheaper. It's only two gold pieces per arrow. They have to make a save and it could knock them down. If I were to get 20 blue tails, is there any chance you might be able to come down a little bit on that? Roy, your persuasion? Oh, that's not bad. It's 17. Because I like the look of that bow and you seem to be a man that knows his archery, I'll cut you a deal. 175. Perfect. Do you take gems? Well, if they're the right kind, certainly. Okay. Thank you very much. Cool. Anything else I can help you with? Note fire for you? I think I'm going to be okay with just the blue tails for now. Going back to the tavern? All right. What do they see when they come back? Giovanni's now starting to whimper a little bit. He's singing about the loss of the sea phoenix. <laughs> and it's starting to get ugly. The tragic tale. Yes. Roll your performance. Gonna use a luck point. <laughs> Twenty. You get a few crying hobgoblins. There's actually a, <laughs> there's actually a goblin specifically that has come into, and he's actually just sobbing at your feet almost at this point. Now that Giovanni's seen that everybody's really enjoying that song, he's gonna start try to convince them to start donating more money so he can buy a new ship. <laughs> All right, persuasion. Sixteen. You get three more gold. <laughs> All right. All right, he's still there on the floor. There's a couple of hobgoblins having a dart contest. I'll go over and talk to the hobgoblins doing the dart contest. You get close and they dart their heads towards you. Excuse me, uh, is this a traditional game amongst hobgoblins? Uh, yeah. Is it popular where you're from? Not exactly. You wagering man? Oh, I, I mean, I suppose I could afford a small wager. Well, got your own darts or are we using ours? I would have to use yours. I do apologize. All right, what are you putting up? I got I got two silver. Mm. Well, there's a drink in it. That's fine. Okay. I'll put up two, two silver. All right, let's do it. All right. He goes first. Sure. You can add your decks. I will add my proficiency because darts are a monk weapon. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> 11. He hits the 11. Ooh, and you hit the 11. He goes next. He hits a five. 14. You're ahead. He hits a 9. Oh, 7. Alright, one more. 15. <sighs> Stupid die. Alright, I got an 8. Oh, oh, thank you, sir. They chuckle and take your two silver and pocket it. Let us know if you want to lose more money. Oh, certainly. I'll scurry right on that. They start talking to each other and goblin. Now Giovanni starts singing a song called The Ninth Best Ship That He's Ever Seen. <laughs> and he starts singing about the cephalopod. And Captain Dagny 
And then he screws up everybody else's names that were on that ship. <laughs> Not intentionally. Go ahead and roll your performance. 24. <laughs> everybody in the place thinks it's great, and then you look over at the bar, and there's a row of the people from the ship, and they're yes. all just looking at you with that same disdain that they were giving you earlier. <laughs> that is awesome. That uh, undead quartermaster is like, Ugh. <laughs> When Giovanni gets done, he turns to a hobgoblin next to him. He goes, I write these guys a song, and they get all mad. Jeez. They're such jerks. I, I do believe you mispronounced A.A. Ron's name. I think you should just play darts with him. Darts? He puts his loot down, quits playing, and then he goes through his vest, and he finds the little frog darts. I think I should play darts. Wait. Should I keep playing, or should I go play darts? He yells to the tavern. Well, they're going to want you to play. He rolled well enough that they're like, oh, keep playing. And the Hobgoblin's like, oh, I'll take your two silver. Or, or more. You want, a, you want a bit more? Here, Runar and Druck. And he throws each one of you a dart <laughs> across the room. <laughs> you play. Do they catch it? Or do they get poked? Why don't you roll an attack with disadvantage and we'll see. Because you weren't throwing it, throwing it. So we'll throw it with disadvantage. See if you get lucky right. and hit him. Druck, I rolled an 11. And Runar, I rolled an 8. They kind of get weirded out as these darts come their way. But they... <laughs> Laying at their feet. So they're throwing for you? The Hobgoblin says. Well, yeah, you know, everybody loves me here, so I better keep playing. Well, everybody except the cephalopod crew. Grumpy butts. (laughs) 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 Alright. Go throw darts for... We're going to take turns? Sure. So he gets his buddy to to step up with him. Giovanni gives each one of them bardic inspiration as he's singing. He talks about how good they are at darts. All right, the Hobgoblins are going first. So first thrower, he gets an eight. I got a 19. Ooh, 19. Well, almost a bullseye. Wait a minute, what are we betting? Two silver? Or you, got, you want more? Oh, make it 20. 20 silver? 20 is way more fun. How about, no, wait, no, no, two gold. How about 20 gold? 20 is way more fun. Uh, he kind of turns to his buddy and they talk it over for a minute. One guy passes a little gold over to the other guy. Okay, all right, we got 20 gold. Let's do it. Awesome. The guy who just did the deal with you realizes that the other guy just threw an 8 and Runa threw a 19. Why didn't you tell me that? Now he throws and he's all mad. He only gets a 6. 15. What? They're starting to get irritated. First guy throws again. 13. I'm going to keep singing and give Runar another bardic inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> hey, roll the 1 again on it. <laughs> you roll the 1? The, with the bardic dice. I rolled a 19 on the other dice, so that's oh, like good. 25 or something. <laughs> all right. Very good towards the center throw. Looks like it's going to be bad, and then it gets good. Just kind of magically moves its way there. All right, I'm going to get 16. They're like, all right, all right, all right, here we go. That is a 17. Nice. Oh! <laughs> all right, all right, wait, wait, what? It's one more, one more. You're not even sure at this point what the rules are. You know, like, wait, is there one more? See, they seem to be making up, but they're, they're going to throw one more time. All right, all right, this will do it right here. Ah! Gets a three. <laughs> I turn to the hobgoblin and say, Hey, one more. That means if you lose this, it was double or nothing, right? No! Got roll persuasion on that? <laughs> yeah, so you can try. 26. The other guy goes, ah, We don't have that much gold! <laughs> Just pickpocket your friends right over there. 13. All right. It's that, and they've officially lost. And they're like, ah! <laughs> Roll your initiative. 14. Uh, 23. 19. All right, Drek, they are ready to just start a brawl here. How many are there? Just, just the two. two. Yeah. yeah, okay. They're big guys, but... Bonus action, disengage, 
move as far away from them as possible and take a shot with my bow. Fifteen? Fifteen hits. Nine points of damage. Bow comes out of nowhere and you just stick it right into his neck. He's like, ah, 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 and he's not down, but he's completely surprised. And the whole bar just kind of goes, Brunard's return. One of them is holding his throat. The other one is still coming at you. Uh, what? Wait, what? Uh, excuse me. Uh, no, that looks bad. Can we? Uh... That's what he does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the one that didn't get hit is going to swing at Runar. Oh, and he just swings wildly. They're a little bit drunk, too. The one with the arrow in his throat breaks the arrow in half. And then he tries to stab Arunar, and he's trying to move around behind you. Like He's tr- going to try to use him as a shield. He kind of gets behind you, but he doesn't actually connect with you. So he's kind of groping at you as he's bleeding. I, I, I'm not an expert, but usually pulling arrows out of your neck and trying to stab people if it's not conducive to your health. Giovanni stops for a second to see what's going on. And then he decides to play a new song, and he's going to improvise a song about how you should not mess with Catman or a skull-faced elf just because you lost a game of darts. I'm going to roll performance. 15. And he's trying to convince the tavern to be on our side. The hobgoblins seem to be with the hobgoblins, but the rest of them all sound like they're on your side. Druck, it's your turn again, though. I'm going to move a little bit further away and uh, hop onto the bar itself. Okay. Pull out another arrow and aim it at the guy that I just hit and rather loudly announce, you should walk away. Okay. Intimidation roll? Yep. That is a natural 20. With that roll, both of them look at each other. The one holding his throat just starts staggering towards the door and his buddy grabs him and tries to keep him afloat and they exit the door, a palm of blood on the canvas as they pass. The rest of the bar is a little confused as to what they should do next, because you've still got the bow in your hand. I uh, put the arrow back in my quiver and drop five gold on the bar. Sorry about the mess. (laughs) All right, then I'll hop back down. Everything goes back to normal. There's a little halfling that's cleaning up the mess. Giovanni's going to switch his song over to how everyone just needs to be peaceful in the world. (laughs) We're going to run to the door. You should probably get that arrow when looked at. It looked pretty bad. Oh, they're gone. Never mind. All right. Things are starting to get a little rowdy in the building. There's a few more little fights here and there as people get more and more inebriated. Every time a fight breaks out, Giovanni's going to start singing a song about the fight to get everybody pumped up about it. He kind of has fun watching the fights. Uh, Rory performance. All right. 17. It's getting more and more rowdy in here, and these songs are creating more of a problem. And before you know it, it's hard to just not be involved in a fight. The place is getting too rowdy. Is everybody leaving me alone, though? Yeah. Awesome. Hey, hey Jack, maybe we should go find a less um, rambunctious place to uh, rest. They're also, by the way, leaving Druck alone. Yeah, I bet. Does Giovanni look like he notices us at all, or is he just busy? Roll the 12 for perception. Yeah, you notice that they're looking at you, and they're giving you a little head nod, like, eh, maybe it's time to go. He looks like he wants to stay, and is just having fun, and kind of nods back. Go ahead. See ya. All right. Smile and wave, and uh, see if we can't find an end uh, resting. You kind of ask around at this point, in, because it's getting to be evening, and nobody that hasn't been drinking in the whole island, it seems. And you get the impression that there's really only two real inns. It's the Pimp of the Pander and the 
Doxy. Well, good news for you. Uh, you won't be sleeping alone tonight. You do see people, you know, crashed about everywhere at this point, too. Is, uh, it's very temperate. So people do sleep outside. Is Quimby still at the dock? Yeah, he's still out there. Hey, Quimby. Yes. Could we borrow you for a uh, trip back to the cephalopod? Oh. Really? Do you want us to sleep in the brothel? No, no. Okay. Well, this seems like a bad idea. Just for the record. I don't think they're going anywhere. I I think they would sooner throw us overboard and give us board. Well, I mean, if you want, we can go to the docks, but I just figured you were uncomfortable there, so. <sighs> we can try. What's the worst they're going to do? Oh, I've seen some things. I, don't tell me that. I'll go ahead and pay him and head back to the cephalopod. Once you get there, there are a couple of crew members that yell out, Who's there? Druck and Rudar. Uh. <laughs> I thought you guys were gone. <laughs> well, we couldn't find a suitable inn on shore, so... What about the Doxy or the Pimp and Panther? Like I said, we couldn't find a suitable inn. Wait, you don't want to go in there? We just want to put our heads down and sleep for eight hours. I have a proposition for you. How long is your shift? Till daybreak? If I take your shift and you're allowed to go into town because the ride would be free at this point, would you let us on the ship and we we can have a little snooze later? Yeah, you take our shift. That's fine. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Hey, Quimby, wait for us. Giovanni, what's going on back at the Happy Dagger? He just keeps going until he doesn't really remember what's going on anymore. All right. The night is uneventful. You do your watch. Eventually, another group comes up, and they're surprised to see you there. But they don't seem to be real worried about it. Clearly did your job. So they take over, and they don't ask much questions about why you're there. You get a little rest. You wake up the next morning. It's kind of late morning, in fact, because you were up a lot of the night. There's a little bit of ruckus as they're moving boats back and forth, bringing some of the pirates back on. We go find another ship that missed maybe going back out and get supplies. Okay. You get a few looks from a few of the pirates, but you can get yourself onto one of the boats and ride back. And then on the way back, you're halfway there and you see the wreckage of the Sea Phoenix. And Giovanni's just sprawled out on the figurehead, just laying there, face to the sky, sleeping. Um, um should we do something about that? We probably should. <laughs> hey, can you, like, go over that figurehead thing that's sticking out of the water with the goat on it? You need your goat, huh? Well... You need him, right? We do. Okay, we need him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not too far out of their way, so they kind of, uh, and they come over and they poke at you with their oars. One eye slowly opens and looks at them all. Or kind of pokes you in the eye. Oh, he flops onto the boat. <laughs> and he doesn't move anymore. They poke him with some more. <laughs> I think he's dead. I don't know that he's dead. I'm going to roll my con, see how I did overnight. Roll an 11. The boat beaches, and Giovanni steps off, stands up strong and tall, puts his hands on his hips, and then just throws up. How are we doing? <laughs> better than you, perhaps? He stretches a bit. <laughs> Definitely better. Definitely better than him. Oh, last night was fun. What'd you think? I'm a little concerned about that hobgoblin. He had the arrow on the neck. Why did you just shoot him in the neck? Did you, like, shot him in the knee oh, or something? trust me. You should never be concerned about a hobgoblin, okay? And there's a hobgoblin looking at him right next to him. Hey. He's like, oh, whoops. Oh, that hobgoblin's right over there. He's just oh. laying on the beach. The half arrow is still stuck in his neck. 
Ooh, ooh, I run over and I'm like, are, are you okay? At medicine check him, I guess. Okay, medicine check. Hey, oh, <laughs> that's a five. Okay, um, I think he's dead. He's pretty cold. Oh, well, Druck, I think you got him. I told him to get that looked at. Well, he provided his own luck. He got mad because he made a bet with us. He lost. Then he decided to attack us. So sometimes you create your own fate. Speaking of fate. And he reaches into his vest. And he whips out what looks to be a map. And then he starts shaking it in front of your eyes. Go to monkey time. We're going to Portmanteau. No, no, we got to go get the monkey of Moon Mom. Where's your ship? No, we can walk to it. Here, I've got the instructions right here. Oh, it's here on this island. Yeah, are you ready? I, I guess we got two days. We've got two days. Let's go. Are you all ready? You got everything you need? I, I guess for a day trip? Here, I've got a little bit of food, and he reaches out and grabs a little bit of beef jerky that's in his vest. He's like, you need some breakfast? There was I'm a sorry. continental breakfast on the um, cephalopod that we had. It was very delicious. It, it wasn't there. It was amazing. Oh, nice. All right. All we have to do is walk northwest for a little while. Then we're going to find an ancient sea fang. And then he shakes the map again and he says, and I have all the directions after that. We'll be totally fine. Let's go find the monkey. This seems surreal. Poorly planned out. Poorly, poorly planned out, but a little surreal. Like, I just... Luck is on our side. Fate brought us together. We're here. We're ready to find the monkey. We're good. Okay. I just... I'm not doing anything for the next couple of days. I'm... All right. Well, it's just on this island, right? Like, we're not... Yeah, we'll have to walk a little while through that jungle there, but it'll be fine. Okay. How thick is the jungle? Super thick. Look at it. It's crazy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Lead on. All right. So, you walk through the town. There's a lot of citizenry with hangovers. There are a few fights that are still happening. You find a body or two. Did I mention I love this town? Hey, this town seems... Um, there's a word. Um, dubious? No. No. Scum? No. Villainy? No. There's a word. Step out into the jungle, just at the edge of town, it just becomes thick, and he seems to know where he's going. He starts counting his steps. And uh, Giovanni does cast Speak with Animals, too, when we get into the jungle. <laughs> Pushing through a bunch of brush and bugs start biting you. There's parts where you need to kind of hack at it. Do you have something you can hack at some grass and things with to get through? Yeah, I'll use my sword, and sometimes if there's just like one vine, he'll just bite through it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to get him to stop eating the vine. <laughs> he forgets that <laughs> he you guys are on a track. his way up the vine. Uh -huh. Do you guys want to try this? It's pretty good. Tastes like licorice. Uh, thank you, no. <laughs> if there's green licorice, this is what it is right here. <laughs> How many steps do you get through? So we walk for probably a good mile or so. Just about the time that you think he is full of it, you come upon a palm tree at the base of which an anchor has been planted. It's a full-sized anchor. It's surrounded by driftwood, rope, coral, coppers, and a pair of rotten oars. Aha! See, I told you. Sea fame. Okay, now let me look at the map. Let me look. Let me look. Okay, so we've got about 1,558 paces north. Let's do that now. Do you think he can get that high? I don't know that he's got the uh, attention span to do it, but One, I'm willing to check it out. Two. Hold on, let me start back. One. <laughs> two. Maybe you better count. Uh, how about I stand where you start, and you just get your 1,000 steps, and then I'll catch up to you. Okay. All right. All right. I got to concentrate here. I got to concentrate. And he, like, shakes his body a little bit and wiggles his head a little bit. Okay. All right. And he starts counting, and you guys walk over the 1,000 paces, and then he stops and says, okay, bear with me. Bear with me. Okay. Now, 
northeast, okay, northeast, northeast, 2,225 paces. Got it. And we should be there. And we should be there, okay? One, Just to two, decide to two, ruin our I three. Don't, I mean, if four, he's keeping track, I guess. Five, don't address him directly. I don't want to start back. We should just count with him, like not silently. Wait, did you, guys, did you guys want to help? Mm. Oh crap! Hold no, on, no, no. Hold, on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's go back. Okay, I think I was here. Northeast is that? Okay, one, two, three. So, thousand steps in, he hacks at a piece of brush, and there is a giant carving of a monkey. Okay, we're getting close. It's about eight feet tall, curved into a big piece of some sort of wood that isn't natural to this place. We're getting close. This isn't it. We've got steps to go. Drock, do you see any traps on there? Yeah, I'll take a look and see if I can... I got eight. Doesn't seem to be trapped. You gotta check the path, too. Look at... Okay, I don't see any traps. Now look up there. It looks like that's actually a bit of a path. (gasps) It fell along the paces. Look, there's a path. There's a path. Roll your survival, Drock. Okay. 22. He's right. There's a path. Now that I've seen the monkey, I rolled a history check and got a 13. Does it look familiar at all? Like any ancient civilizations? It doesn't have any specific markings that make it jump out to you. This just doesn't ring a bell. That's okay. You don't know everything. I mean, look, there's a path. Okay, let's continue. Let's continue. And he continues his sequence of numbers. Okay. Accurately. About 500 more paces, you come across a couple of monkeys that are flanking the path and facing each other. Oh, has to be traps. Has to be traps. I'm going to roll perception. I got a an 11. There's got to be like poison darts shooting out of these mouths or something. 17. Not finding any traps. It definitely looks like it could be set up for it. They're facing each other and it's kind of it? Indiana Jones-ish. I'll keep going. I'll keep going. I think we're good. I think we're good. And he continues this sequence of numbers accurately. Kind of start to hear something, too. Something in the air. Ooh, I rolled a nat one. I rolled a nat two. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, hide. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not sure what you're hearing. Something Uh, creepy. 21. Wait, Drek? 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 Where'd you go? Do you, do you hear that? Are you still here? Did you go someplace to your money? 2000. Ah, ah, can't, can't talk. Can't talk. He keeps walking. He keeps walking and counting. Looks down at his feet. Count his steps. Trying to stay focused. I'm just going to sort of lag behind and get my bow out. Runar, you're, trying, you're looking back, trying to figure out where Druck is. And then you hear... Look where I hear that. Thump. Geofiner runs into a door. And he looks up. And you see that there's a tavern called the Caged Bard. And right when he got done counting, he runs into the door, and he steps back, and he looks up, and he goes, Oh, what the f***? Well, that was another fun episode, I think, wasn't it? Hey, when do I get to do one of the intros? Oh, well, well let's see, episode... Uh, well, you, you, you kind of keep passing out in all the episodes. I mean, as soon as you quit passing out. Am I right, Runa? I think uh, people should like and subscribe to uh, find out if Druck ever gets to do an intro. Oh, that's a good idea. Yes. Make, Make sure you like and subscribe. Find us all on social media and stuff like that. Yeah, we're on, we're on Twitter and Instagram and... Facebook? Is that a word? Uh, Something like that. Yeah, I think it's like a bar or something across the way. Yeah. D4 on the floor. Check us out. 
Woo! <laughs> Woohoo!